everybody and welcome to episode six of from the league office our first uh post mock draft episode uh i'm here as always seth your one host with max my co-host hello and today we have special guest. i think i can safely say number one fan of the podcast <laughs> by virtue of how much it talks about it uh aaron already welcome aaron. let's go thanks for having me <laughs> so aaron's begged and begged and we finally get him on um, threw me a bone threw yeah me a bone. you know gotta ha- you have to and i mean i think you're probably the most fun to have on i would put you in top three of like well no i was gonna i was gonna continue i just started to trail off top three most <laughs> no, fun like to have straight shot at shane saying no suck. i was no i was gonna qualify <laughs> it i just started to trail off and you laughed before i could qualify it uh well and actually because i thought of shane while i was saying it uh top three like most fun to have like post mock draft just in terms of you being opinionated sweet yeah i guess like it'd be kind of boring for some other guys who's like yeah i could see i don't know yeah but um yeah oh yeah um i guess (laughs) my first question just because i want to hear your opinion what is your opinion on the team you ended up with in the mock draft Oh, that's a really good question. But I guess so. Not the team, the picks, who do we give them? So I only have two picks. Yeah, um, Fields I, I, and they're pretty solid. Yeah. So okay. yeah. my so I guess I kind of want to preface this with uh, this pick, this one point oh two, this one point two that I have is a direct result. Well, first of all, it kind of mirror mirrors a lot of like uh, uh, what uh, what Miami did in the trade this year, like specifically the trades I made like last year in the offseason. So I had like the 1.01 last year and I traded down because I was like targeting CD lamb. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked up that extra, this pick from Michael in that trade, but then obviously mm-hmm. Jamie kind of like figured out, you know what I was doing? Cause he's smart. <laughs> uh, and I don't really think that uh, Jamie was, uh, I don't, I don't really know if he was going to take CD lamb or not, but he was like, yo, if you want CD lamb, re- you're trade one spot. I remember talking to Jamie about it. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if if it was whatever, but it was very similar in terms of like Miami moving down and then moving back up and for mm-hmm. less, you know what I mean, to still get that guy. So in the end, I still felt pretty good about it with like, you know, I traded 1.01 and ended up my 2.07 this year, I think is what it is, uh, for the 1.02 this year and securing the guy that I really wanted. Not necessarily would have picked at 1.01 but the guy that i really wanted you know mm-hmm. that's so, that's like half the fun of dynasty is just getting i know yeah i know i think to be so, fair it was it was probably the worst kept secret in the league last year that oh yeah that's really one oh yeah know. but i could just take him at like uh 1.09 or whatever i took cam makers you know i couldn't yeah. like i really mm-hmm. wanted cam makers like i was like tempted like oh man can i like should, like should i pull the trigger on cam makers like one overall like no no <laughs> i need to trade out of the spot <laughs> yeah. like, but uh yeah it, yeah it, it definitely was the worst worst kept secret and i was like i was uh definitely like open with people like hey who, who, who are you taking here you know what I mean? like, and I, i'm not doing that again uh so 
I, I do want to preface this with I, I will not uh, be super forthright about, you know, like. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like we, the guys I'm targeting. Sure, we have the understanding. But and then it. also like this pick is also part of the Kamara trade because I got those picks. Mm. Uh, the 1.01 and the other pick, I think, for Cam Akers from the Kamara trade. So like the Kamara trade's still going. I'm trying to I'm trying to move down if anyone's interested. <laughs> you don't keep say that, keep that Chamar kid. Hey, uh, if keep uh, that trade going forever, hopefully. <laughs> if uh, who's who's was it? Todd McShay's mock draft. If Justin Fields goes to the Patriots, you may be hearing a call from me about pick two. There's no way. We're going to save that content for if, later. Uh, if Justin Fields goes to the Patriots, I might be picking up Daryl Lawrence. <laughs> One, two. Uh, well, I did want to. I did uh, want to talk about that. I guess so. I ended up with Justin Fields here. I guess at 1.2 and uh, 1.7. I got Jamar Chase. So that's what you guys gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. One thing I'm really interested in, and this is kind of directly like the fallout from that 49ers trade. Um, I'm really interested to see who the 49ers take. Um, not necessarily, it's definitely not going to be like a guarantee that I'm going to take over the 49ers take or whoever has that pick 1.2 should do that. But I do know that if they do take Mac Jones, Mac Jones is for sure, he's going to be a really good player for a long time. Whoever goes there is going to be a really good player for a long time. I feel like with uh, quarterbacks uh, in fantasy, now that we're super flex, they play such an important role um it's really like more situation uh when it comes to quarterbacks like what their career is going to look like it's more situation than it's not like all these guys have so much talent uh, i would really like for them to take you know one of the other guys because they seem to have like way higher ceilings uh than mac jones and i know that whoever they pick is going to definitely be safe but mac jones just kind of really screams like you know matt ryan to me um matt ryan was a <laughs> went to the Super Bowl and was the MVP with Shanahan. So I, I don't think that Mac Jones is going to be like a bust if he goes there. But I'm just super interested to see who they pick, and that's really going to drive a lot of the action, uh, yeah. I think, at the top of the draft. I agree. I think um, I think a lot of the mocks I've seen were if the 49ers do move Mac and, like, Fields ends up at the Broncos, for example. I have I seen still that, think, yeah. I still think Fields, in my head, I would take before Mac. Because the, I think there's a talent disparity there. And I mean, the Broncos oh, are for sure. set on offense from a passing perspective, aside from I de- quarterback. As he, much as I it mean, pains me to say, being yeah, the true lock owner, they, they, are. they uh, are. I think I would still take Fields over Mac Jones in that case. Yeah. yeah so I, I think uh, I think that's a really good a really good point because they're like so set on offense. It's just kind of questionable in terms of, you know, offensive coordinator and everything, stability there. Like you have the quarterback whisper with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. So. What were you going to say, Max? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't – I think the Justin Fields, like, bashing is kind of confusing to me. Like, I don't know. Super guys, confusing. Yeah. Like, Super confusing. He's, like – I mean, he's got a freaking cannon. and He's mobile. He's, like – And he's accurate. I'm, yeah, he's accurate. Like, I mean, like, I think there's, like, some knock on what he was – just him doing what he was asked to do at Ohio State, which I think is just – kind of played quarterbacks before him and they're putting that label on him before he even gets into the league. But like, I think he's better than all of these other guys that came out and trust me, like, I hate to say it, but like, I got, I had to watch him like every year. Um, So yeah, like, especially like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think for Mac Jones, the best case scenario is San Francisco for sure. Um, I think like I, I was listening to NFL network or something today and, they were talking about how like Shanahan, like you already said about like, he's had Matt Ryan in his works. He's 
taken uh, Garoppolo to the Super Bowl, and he's had this big like affinity with Kirk Cousins, and all these guys like scream Mac Jones, like they're just like all the same type of quarterbacks. So, like he can make it work with him. I think he's got more athleticism than people give him credit for. Super accurate, and he'll do exactly what Shanahan wants him to do. Yeah, I think uh, kind of from a fantasy perspective, I think if the draft falls with Wilson going to the Jets and Jones to the 49ers, I would absolutely take Mac Jones with Kyle Shanahan over Zach Wilson with the Jets in my head. That's really, that's really interesting. Um, that's really interesting. I, I do agree like with everything Mac – or Max just said about Max about Max Jones <laughs> about uh yeah about Mac Jones it's just like I I feel like if he can like why mortgage the future for a guy who's so similar to those guys that we just talked about like why trade all that capital for a guy who's so similar to Kirk Cousins Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan yeah. yes yeah he'll, they'll have success but he can make I mean the sky's the limit with one of these guys like Trey Lance so, and Fields. I think in Matt yeah. Ryan's defense right like I don't think it's fair to put him in the same league as Kirk and mm-hmm. Jimmy. I mean, he was MVP. No, oh, yeah, and, yeah. I'm just uh, talking about purely style. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, style, yeah. agreed. Talent wise, there's way more. Yeah, like fair. it has some mobility, but not like you know, not a four four guy. Traditional you know? pocket passer. Pocket passer, yeah. right? Absolutely. I mean, I think it could be a cerebral thing. I don't know how much all these guys had in terms of. Uh, having to do different types of reading and the offenses they ran and stuff like that. I find it so strange that that we have the two, like we're looking at maybe like the three white quarterbacks going one, two, three in the NFL draft. And then like Justin Fields slipping for basically no reason. I don't want to so strange. I don't want to say that. I understand like all of the details. I understand like there is a momentum aspect to this. Justin Fields like had all this momentum during the season and then Wilson took off afterwards. It's all recency bias. And it's just like elections. You don't want to like, you know, have all this election momentum months before the voting, you know, you want it like right up to the voting. And it's, it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. So I don't want to say it's that it's just so strange. I think, I think it's like, if it wasn't such a foregone conclusion that the Jaguars were taking Lawrence, we'd probably have this more happening with the first pick, <laughs> but like, I don't know just... why it's such a foregone conclusion that the jets are taking Zach Wilson. It's that, like, not, that's, that is not – oh, I don't think that's – I mean, I think it's – it's like you said, I think it is gaining momentum. But, like, it's like – I think it's gaining traction because, like, they – like, this new regime, like, they're not married to Darnold. Like, they – like, if they want to put their stamp on this Jets team, like, they can bring in the, the, guy, the guy they want. But, like, at yeah. the same time, they're going to be selling low on Darnold because no one's going to give a first-round pick for him. But, like – there's still no. coaches out there that are still in love with what Darnold can do and how young he is. So like, they could just take, a, they could just get the best tackle in the draft if they want to and give him two beasts of an offensive lineman to work around with and just keep giving him weapons too. They, they uh, already have so many good, uh, so many good like linemen on that team at this point, the Jets, because they've just drafted like offensive linemen. I think they had a tackle last year, did they? Yeah, I, the guy I can't remember. Yeah, and then uh, they, you know, what's his name over the de- defensive tackle they took the year before, Quentin Williams. Yeah, like they have good, solid line. Like, 
they need weapons or whatever. So I could see them like maybe moving down and picking up more weapons for Darnold, but I, I, I yeah. think they're going to move on for sure. I think they're going to move on. I just don't know why it's necessarily Zach Wilson over like Justin Fields. If they do decide to move on, I mean, <laughs> it'd be quite the whirlwind, but like they could hit up Philly again if that rumor was true, like about them trying to move up to three for Wilson. That's true. That's I don't, true. I don't Please know. no. Don't say those things. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I dude, you're I'd be sweating bullets right now. If I were you up to draft day, I've I don't know. I, I think I right now like, you're fine, but yeah, I'm not that worried about it. I feel no, like no, they like, wanted to move up. They weren't desperate enough to not give. You know, I think they've kind of decided like, hey, let's just you know, we didn't want to give up that much. Like what they're looking at right now is like, for next year is three first round draft picks. So they're looking at their own first. They're looking at. Uh, the Colts first, if uh, Wentz plays well enough, and then now they've picked up Miami's first. I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna make a move this year. I mean, they well, could. Uh, I don't think I think Howie has too much of a hot seat right now to take the shot like that, where he drafted Hurts yeah. uh, in the second last year, and now you're gonna draft another guy with the first. Well, he's yeah. just like and give up all that capital. He's continuing to yeah. pigeonhole himself though, because like if this is true, you just like you just cleared out your quarterback room for Hurts, like because the other like part of the reason is because the other guy had someone breathing down his neck the whole time and now I you get totally this, agree and you get you get this new guy in now and now there's a rumor of you trading up because now you're not comfortable with him so like you're yeah. it's a perpetual cycle that like you're it is a perpetual he's shooting himself in the foot nonstop. he shoots himself in the foot but i don't hate the move down like as oh yeah i don't know that sounds good yeah, like, I, think, I think like it's it's almost like he tried to mess everything up and and uh, he was unable to. So like things kind of worked out. But uh, I will make yeah. the smart play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we don't even know if the rumor is true that he was trying to move up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kind of back to our draft. Um, is there anything else you just kind of want to talk about, Aaron? Oh yeah. Any opinions happening? Yeah. So I think like first of all, getting Chase at one point. Seven that was is great right away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've I've seen like these two running backs uh, that Shane and Seth got uh, almost slipping in terms of because of the quarterbacks are rising and like Chase and Pitts are rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, Niji Harris, like my opinion is he's in a league of his own for sure. Like just absolutely in a league of his own. Like I don't know why PFF has Javonta. I know why because they're so stats based, but they have Javonta Williams as like their number one running back and like. You know, I, I like him a lot, but uh, I like Etienne as well. Um, not really going to talk about that too much, but uh, I do think Najee Harris is in a league of his own. And uh, like, I'm really worried that Shane's going to get Najee Harris, honestly, because like <laughs> that worried. is because, first of all, his quarterback situation isn't too bad uh, currently uh, with Andy Dalton signing on the Bears. And then also, I think, yeah. like, Darnold could end up somewhere, and then he has somebody else who's, like, another Winston. backup, like Winston. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the one thing he needs is that, like, home run hitting running back. And, like, you know, Jordan, because of the fallout with Watson, like, as I was saying, like, we could do this all over again, uh, this this mock draft that you guys just did, and it would look totally different just in the last few weeks. Um but yeah, I mean, I think the smart play for Jordan is to go QB uh, at three, you know, uh, like definitely running back was probably his biggest need, but you know, you do, you really do want three solid quarterbacks in Superflex, uh, And he has like, he had like one amazing quarterback who he could have sold for a King's ransom for like, you know, kind of like the Kamara trade. 
but not anymore. Like that's just kind of just snap. It's gone. Just totally mm-hmm. into thin air, which yeah, sucks. Uh, it's I funny in a sad way how it's mirroring basically the real life Texans right now with great <laughs> uh, value. I feel like uh, no, like, nobody is close to that. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like become his biggest need now that like, I don't, I think, it I has. don't think you could fault him for taking running back. Cause like, dude, I mean, you know what happened to Jacobs here? Like he just like got competition. I did want to talk about that. Yeah. And then yeah. like he, Oh, that's, that was, his, that's his only running back. Like, so he did get a hit on the running back as well. So yeah. I, I wouldn't fault him at all. And I think that he'll pick whoever he thinks, you know, will give him the most value long-term. What's the Jacobs but, thing? So the Jacobs thing is that they signed uh, Kenyon Drake to like some massive, oh, massive yeah. contract. Like, uh, and I did want to talk about that because you know we are moving to like a 17 week season now, um, and you know, I already we're starting to see a shift in the NFL. And I don't really want to say like running back by committee is what they're going to have, um, because when I think of running back by committee, I think of like the guys uh, the Steelers currently have on their roster slash what the Texans are doing slash you oh. know what the dolphins did last year, things like that. We're like, basically none of them have fan, uh, the Patriots where none of them, they all eat from each other. But when you have two guys, two really good guys, like, uh, you know, it makes me think of like Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones is a very similar comp to what we're going to see with Jacobs and Drake. Like the idea is that both guys have the full three down skill set, So you're not taking one off on third downs, but you're letting them each have like their own drives. So you're always, you always have a guy in the field who can do whatever you want to do. And I think that the Raiders have been after this for a while. And that's like, they've been after like a, a back that they can complement with Jacobs. And I think Drake's going to get like more targets than Jacobs. So that really sucks for like Jacobs uh, pass catching work. And I definitely think Drake's going to take some running carries. They were already given like a hundred plus carries to Devonta Booker last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, we're just starting to see this shift in the NFL where like two running backs um, are preferred, like Cleveland Brown, you know, Andrew Barry is a very smart GM and he gave, uh, or sorry what did i say cream i said something brown no anyways uh i meant uh cream hunt and nick chubb mm-hmm. so like giving cream hunt that like four million dollar a year contract or whatever was really smart and really good for their team and like both those guys do produce fantasy value it's not like dalvin cook fantasy value but uh both those guys do produce fantasy value and i do think that like drake and jacobs can both produce fantasy value and we're gonna see more of this especially moving like the 17th week season i think that uh we're just going to see more two backs. And it's going to be okay to have one of those two backs, like on a team. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think about that. Yeah. I mean, I think there is, uh, I, I know the running back by committee thing is just like damning fantasy, but like, I think there's, it, it can work for some teams. And I think in a situation like the Raiders, they, they need it to work for Jacobs. Cause they were on, they like, do. Cause he gets they, hurt all the time too. Well, yeah. It's that because they're, they're the pace they were on with him to start the year for like, in terms of touches was historical. Like they were going to, they're going to be rivaling. Like, I don't know if you remember what the chiefs did with Larry Johnson back in the day, he would like, I think he had like over 400 carries or something one year. Like it was, it was a crazy high amount, and that's why his career shows was so short. But right. um, but like teams, like I don't, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to do that again this year. I mean, I know they got a new OC, and um, it was just miserable. They were the most bland, predictable offense in the league last year, and there's like considerable momentum for them getting. A, I really hope they. Right now, I really hope they don't take a day one running back, but like at least a day two running back. Um to go back to like that kind of workhorse type of guy. So I, I right. don't know. I mean, I think there is still value for someone. If like 
the Raiders can make it work. I think they can dedicate to the run game with Drake and Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally think almost – um, I could see the 17-week season almost hitting receivers more. Um, just seeing, like, a lot more uh, rotations within them. Because, like, yeah. if you're running tight ends and stuff, I could see them trading out uh, wide receivers a lot more often just to keep their uh, speed up and stuff, like having them take more individual plays off. Not necessarily, like, the number one guy, but, I mean, I think you're getting a lot of uh, – there's a lot of, like, th- solid two and three guys kind of coming out of yeah. the woodwork, especially yeah. with, like, this draft and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised at all where you see one main guy out there pretty much the whole time, but then you have a bunch of different specialists coming in and out yeah, um, just yeah, throughout yeah, the game. Absolutely. And so I could see that happening a lot more necessarily than running back. I do think the running back is still trending that direction, but I think it's been doing that for a while anyways. And I'm not sure how much the 17 week season will necessarily affect that. Yeah. Trend. I mean, it's a, it's a one sixteenth, you know, in, percent increase mm-hmm. you know in workload it's not it's not a ton but it is something to consider I, I do think that uh like what i see when i look at you know josh jacobs and Kenyon drake i do see more of like you know you don't necessarily have a guy who's like the third down back who's like predictable and that's kind of like what the steelers issue was right when they do like the committee and sometimes the patriots too is that they like they're like foretelling or they're <laughs> forecasting what their play is going to be based on like who they're putting on the field and like James White's coming out. I wonder what's going to happen. I know exactly. <laughs> but you know, and Jamal Williams going to the lions, you know, I think yeah. he's going to have a ton of fantasy value just because he's going to get his whole own drives, you know, he's going to get his own drives. And then so is Swift. He's going to get all of his own drives to himself. Um, so I, I don't think there's really, a, I don't think it's a huge panic. And I think if it helps extends Jacob's career and helps him stay healthy for the whole season, like, I don't think it's as, as big a hit as like what's going on with I think he just really needs to take a quarterback honestly that's my my opinion like <laughs> I, th- I think it's it's uh he's got he's got half a quarterback right now right? yeah I think it's one of those things too where um so if you take it from the perspective of where this was at and uh 49ers weren't taking Mac Jones it becomes one of those I think pick four if the first three are Lawrence Fields Wilson it starts to get really into quarterback is definitely the most important position but are you confident enough in a lance slash mac jones that you would take them because of positional value over harris over the yeah over harris or chase or or, or yeah. chase yeah where you take them over yeah. the by far in my opinion the by far number one guys yeah at their respective yeah. positions yeah. I totally that's agree, a much you, tougher question for me because you're answer. falling into like a category of like positional value versus like talent you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and also like with uh, Lance and depending on like maybe where Jones ends up landing or whoever, like they may end up in a situation where they want if like let's say Atlanta goes crazy and they decide to take a quarterback at four, um, or if the Niners do take one. There's no guarantee that like either team would have the that guy starting this year, like unless things yep. really start to go down. So like then you're investing in that position for a year and like not knowing that like one that's going to start to pay off and then you're passing up a guy like Najee or Chase with like the guy yeah. two clear top guys and depending on your opinion on them they could be like top 10 dynasty guys for the next a couple of years or so so yeah. it really becomes tricky around there I do think one good one good uh kind of opinion on this is specifically with our league is that quarterbacks aren't necessarily valued right now I don't think uh for the whole league where they need to be so I think it might like if depending on what what Jordan wants to do with this pick, like taking like a guy who he thinks will explode that's not a quarterback, 
uh, might be easier to like move for more assets to, you know, later mm-hmm. on uh, yeah. than a quarterback. Cause like, I, we just haven't seen like a blockbuster quarterback trade uh, happen in our league yet. Yeah, uh, no, that, I that think we're true. pretty hesitant. So that'd be really, I would really love to see one go down. I don't know who is it going to be and what they'd be or who they'd be targeting, but like, right. that, we have yet to see someone like fully grasp the value of that. So picking like at one point, for Jordan picking, uh, you know, a player who he thinks, you know, is going to return maybe in the next year, just like explode in value too. That yeah. might be a good, be a good move. I don't really know what he wants to do with his team necessarily. Uh, you know, he made that Ezekiel Elliott trade last year. Uh, and the, the initial uh, reaction was that, you know, he kind of over undersold Ezekiel Elliott, but man, like it's, it's really worked out for him with DK and uh, his wide receivers with Ridley and DK look super strong. Yeah, um, Ridley, DK, and Higgins is a good three. And they're young, so it depends on really what he wants to do. Maybe he wants to build through the draft and take that quarterback and, like, you know, get running backs when he's really ready to compete. His or maybe rec- he wants to, you know, trade for some veteran quarterbacks and grab Harris and compete now. So it was just then you got to find a team that has enough of those veteran quarterbacks and they're in the right spot. That's yeah, what- I mean, I we, we have to – I mean, Michael – has to be trying to move Tom Brady. <laughs> like he has yeah. made it very clear that he is rebuilding. Oh yeah, so that's sh- the easiest target. I'm sure that's in like and that guy, I mean, one, two strong years left at him on that yeah. team. So. he's perfect for just like and he may not have to move him now. He could he could I don't think I don't think holding on to him now is gonna be detrimental enough where like he couldn't just wait out for a more contending team in our league. To have an injury at the position and have kind of like what happened with me trading for Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> last year. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like people are going to get desperate. Like, yeah, and it might be me. Yeah, so. <laughs> like I don't think like he's going to like I don't think him holding on to Tom if he continues just to sell off bit by bit. I don't think so, holding Tom Brady is going to really be that detrimental to him if he wants to wait it out. Yeah, I think he needs to wait it out. And the value just of quarterbacks is just going up in our league as we kind of grapple with uh, what their actual value is. So I think yeah. he can get something something good for him at some point. But yeah, just yeah, like, I agree. I do. I did want to clarify too. Like uh, whenever I said I don't want Shane getting Najee Harris, it's just because he's won two years in a row, and that would be like the perfect piece for him. Not because like anything personal to Shane or anything. It like could be personal. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like I do see it trending that way. For sure. Um, well, especially if he I goes to Pittsburgh, because there are rumors of Pittsburgh. Like, if oh, they yeah. invest in one in round well, one. Well, if he goes to Pittsburgh, I'm definitely taking. Him. I'm definitely <laughs> taking. So well, he's we'll, gonna have to trade up for that. If he goes to <laughs> Pittsburgh, we can talk. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I mean, Miami would be such a good landing spot too. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but Pittsburgh would be really good. I mean, the line kind of sucks, but yeah, we'll yeah, see. I mean, they've signed some. They've signed some free agents, so you know who knows how good their line is. Honestly, I, I can play. see a lot of movement potential in those three picks. Uh, I mean, obviously you're trying to move off of Aaron at pick two, but uh, I could see a lot of potential movement with at three, four and five, regardless of one and two. Yeah. Um, I, I do think one and two might end up being more of like lock picks uh, by the time our draft. Yeah. It's, it's like, I think it's like team agnostic kind of um, so yep. regardless of yep. who, who is in, regardless of who is in two, it's going to be a quarterback. And so then the conversations become like at that three, four, five range. Uh, what's going to be done there? Yeah. yeah. So I did want to talk about, I guess, like one of the things we previously talked about before starting the podcast was like, you know, what would be like a really good, like rookie landing spot 
I feel like that kind of plays into it a little bit, what you're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, like, one of the things, like, I know Jordan was, like, super against this, but, and I, and uh, one of Danny Kelly for the Ringers, one of his, like, most recent mock drafts after the 49ers trade, has Kyle Pitts still making it to 12 for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I think that would just be such a great landing spot. Like I think, and I wanted to pick somebody that would be like you know, super you know, already covered. Uh, but I think that the Eagles having those two like uh, Dallas Goddard and uh, Kyle Pitts over the middle of the field would um, really increase the value of those receivers that they've already picked. You know, like the Jalen Rager and whoever the hell <laughs> is on the other side of the field. Uh, <laughs> But I think it would like increase their value by taking some of the work off, but then making it super easy on uh, Jalen Hurts to get uh, passes over the middle of the field, which is kind of what more an area that he's more comfortable with. Um, and then it also kind of helps, you know, potentially helps the running game if you have two tight end sets and things like that to help Sanders and, you know, maybe if they add somebody there too. So I think that would be like such a great landing spot in terms of like actual NFL teams and would add like, a ton of value uh, to Kyle Pitts as well. Cause I think he could really succeed as like a big slot slash tight end on that team. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Where do you think that would put him in a mock then for like our league? What range? Oh, Jordan at four for sure. <laughs> you really think? <laughs> no, Jordan no, wouldn't. no, no. That's um, tough. That's a tough sell. I mean, you're pretty much, he's just going to get like the, the in that situation, if it pans out like that, he's pretty much just a wide receiver with a tight end designation, which is great. Um, so I and, guess, I guess that that would leave him like, I don't know, you two, maybe five or seven. Uh, I do think that Thomas will be not going for his third. Uh, <laughs> third tight end to roll out there in his second flex spot um i do think thomas's biggest need is i think he's going to be trying to get a quarterback and i think if a like a guy like uh trey trey lance falls to him it's just going to be such great value for him at that point like mm-hmm. that's what you guys have right now because he really needs that third quarterback and that's another guy who could explode like has just unlimited upside depending on how things go uh, and that'd be perfect because that's just like if he got rogers mahomes then Trey Lance pans out to be whatever he could be. That would be quite, yeah. quite a bearing. I so. don't see how Thomas really misses. So there's no way, point. there's no way Thomas. Yeah, Thomas is going to get incredible value. He's probably going to go quarterback if one makes it that far, which they probably will. Um, but I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, maybe Seth goes for tight end. I don't know. But I have uh, oh well, uh, Evan Engram. Yeah, but Jerry's kind of still out on everything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm switched over to the Noah Fant train. We're now no, Noah Fant team. Right, that's right. Yeah, um, that's you know, a perfectly fine train to be on. You said I, I needed a tight end, and it was one of my biggest needs. Uh, <laughs> whenever I had uh, like three top like six tight ends from last year on my team, so. But but to be clear, once you get <laughs> the top three tight ends, I know the I rest know. of them is just all blended together. Yeah, yeah I mean, on, one of your uh, tight ends was Robert on... Tanyan, which I'm not sure we can count as a in and oh, we out don't top know guy. For, we don't know for him for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Fantasy Pros today, they were talking about how they think that, uh, and you know, these guys are kind of suspect, but uh, they were talking about how uh, Kyle Pitts is kind of like slots in right there, like the number three dynasty mm-hmm. tight end, like immediately. I could uh, based on his talent. So yeah, and I was gonna say if he goes to Philly, I would put him a depending on landing spot, I would almost put him above Smith and approaching Chase. Because like regardless of tight end or wide receiver, yeah, I put him above I Smith think, for sure. 
I think yeah. Philly, he becomes the number one option. Yeah, um, I think he's the number one option on that team for sure. And I really like I really like that leg. So what about what about Cincy? For Cincy, I really, really, really have no clue. Um what you know, people are saying they it? need to protect Burrow, you know. Yeah. But they've already they've got two tackles. Uh and it might be too much of a reach to take like an interior offensive lineman or maybe slide try and slide like another player in there maybe they need to trade down that might I think be a that's what i've heard is that come they, day like i think i've heard that they draft sewell and move one of their tackles inside yeah i mean well, like i think the thing is like linemen i think tackle or interior line like is like that's one of the strong like uh depths of this draft so like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna pick top second already, and trust yeah. me, I I've had actually weirdly extensive conversations about Cincinnati's draft strategy because my manager is a Bengals fan, I'm also <laughs> a Cowboys fan, which is it's a really weird combo. But like our one on ones just turned into draft discussions. I mean, they could pull a, a Jerry Jones and be like, "What incredible value to get a receiver, <laughs> right?" Yeah, or whatever. Like, I, I, he wants but, the he wants the chase pick at five uh, really bad. I I hate that for them. I hate that for them. Like, I don't I, I think, think it's think really bad fantasy it. wise for the receiver. Oh, it's terrible fantasy wise for him. I mean, with, for maybe. Cincinnati, taking Pitts makes more sense, I think, too, because you get that extra protection on the line. You yeah. know, I mean, he's not a great blocker, but he's not bad. But you get the extra protection on the line, and he also adds that more unique element to the team. Yeah. Uh, so Cincinnati, I think, is definitely one of those where it's a better NFL decision, but not a great fantasy spot. Not as yeah. good of a fancy spot for Pitts. Um, I think that probably puts him closer to the Smith tier if Smith went somewhere like Miami, because I think Smith would become the number one in Miami. I think. Um, I think Miami. I mean, especially with the Tua Smith. connection. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. No. I think Smith. I think I don't, he would immediately I don't know, become like, a favorite of Tua, not least of which because the wide receivers couldn't stay healthy in Miami, and so he didn't build up. It's not like he's built up a ton of rapport over the past year with any of them. Like, between like his little playtime and the receiver's little playtime. And I think yeah. like they were splitting first team reps with him and Fitz anyways in practice. So being so able if, to go back to the guy that you loved and then get, uh, coming out of college and stuff. Like it, that's what becomes interesting because if he goes to Miami, you got, let's say on the outside, you got Smith and Parker. Um, and then they just brought in Will Fuller that can run inside. And then you have Jasicki too, which you're not, I, I mean, unless he's like improved a ton, which I, I think he's done all right, but like he's mainly out there as a receiving threat. He's not really out there to block a ton. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know how beneficial it is for him to go to Miami. I think that there's still a ton of value there, but I think there are going to be a lot of mouths to feed there too. I just don't know which way they'd go with it. I guess I'm just not confident. I think if you, I think the too many, many mouths to feed would be a problem if it was an older quarterback, but traditionally younger quarterbacks kind of get a favorite and just force feed them. Yeah. And so taking it from that angle, I think Smith becomes the most likely person to become that favorite. I uh, hope, well, if anything, if anything shows from last year, he loves Jasicki. I hope he keeps throwing it to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, if Smith was there, I'm sure he would, it would be a Smith Jasicki combo and then, I don't know if the Fuller signing would pan out as well. I mean, and then Preston Williams is just there just to kind of float around uh, if he can ever make something of himself again. Yeah. I think uh, I heard uh, – I was actually listening to the Ringer NFL podcast today, and they were talking about Smith and about how, like, his size is kind of uh, 
he's not like as small as you think he is because like his weight everybody's focusing on his weight but he's six <laughs> one mm-hmm. uh, and apparently has like similar wingspan to russell westbrook he's like alligator arms or not yeah. alligator arms he's like the opposite of that oh he my is gosh. like yeah i don't know the, Just, like but, he has a huge wingspan yeah so, like, so like he's long. basically an nba point guard in terms of i saw like that size. i think i saw that his uh like kyle pitts has like the longest wingspan of a tight end like i don't yeah. know 30 he's, years or something and chase's wingspan's wingspan. three inches shorter i think like uh pitts has or the same wingspan Smiths. as megatron um yeah. and then like you ever see the like that picture of just like um uh, like I, th- I saw a picture is like Heisman tro- trophy winners come in all sizes and it shows Derrick Henry next to Mark Ingram when Henry looks like a 35 year oh, yeah. college and then yeah. it shows like scrawny little Devonte Smith with his arms like literally down to his kneecaps yes and then on the sideline yes. just like as a twig but like is it incredible but like I, def- yeah. I definitely think Smith he has like the frame to put on weight and I think in mm-hmm. an NFL training regimen he will yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's. I mean, I th- Marvin Harrison came out with like weight concerns too, and like yeah. it turned out fine. Yeah, um, I think I, I. They were also talking about a stat where I think he saw the most press coverage out of anybody in NCAA last year. And wait, Smith. Yeah, I heard the opposite. I heard that he, like nobody played press on him during games because he would just burn them. So like that. Maybe like, it was maybe it was two years ago then when he was still was like, like six seven right or something because yeah. they were saying yeah. like th- that that was one of the other concerns aside from weight with smith is that like there was a lack of film of press coverage because nobody if because you just watch him he flies off the camera right away he's so freaking fast and fast. they had to, like, they had to go to look to practice to see like if there was film of him playing press coverage with patrick sertan and like he's like they were saying like there is film out there it's just last year he didn't see a lot of it because he would just run by everybody the Ringer guys were definitely saying there's at least one year, I guess, where he was seeing a ton of press coverage. And it might have been two years ago. It, might, uh, it had to have been because that's all these NFL Network guys have been talking about with him. Is that yeah. this past year? They were- I think I think there is a pretty big, kind of similar to the whole Fields thing. There seems to be a really big, or not really big, but there's definitely some kind of similar movement where they're like downplaying Smith a lot. Because mm-hmm. like, and I think it's just because like, it's the same kind of thing where it's the whole... Uh, they're tired of it because I mean, like, he's been in the Heisman race already. Uh, he's like, fatigue. Yeah, it's just he's yeah. he's been the number one guy and all that stuff. And Chase didn't have the limelight on him because he didn't play. Um, yeah. and so it's it's that whole thing I think. So now it's like Chase is the exciting thing to talk about. Because yeah. like you never hear, at least on NFL Network and ESPN, about his wingspan or his height. You just hear about the weight and how tiny he is. I, I do think if Chase is still on the board at six, though, I don't see I don't see Smith going there. Uh, to my I mind. don't I don't think I do either. Chase has Chase. I I don't see at this point how Chase isn't the first receiver taken. Yeah, I, I think I, he's. Yeah, I mean we. I I really thought you know, yeah, stranger things have happened and the, yeah, the receivers yeah. in the NFL. True. You know, last year specifically, lots of crazy stuff with. But I think it's pretty. It's more more of a consensus this year, for sure with uh with chase yeah um so let's see is there any other guys that uh i mean we talked about a couple offensive guys i don't know how much you guys know about the defensive class so we're landing spots because i mean that's become such a big part of our league now too um, uh the thing i've been looking at a lot with defense is kind of more like cornerbacks but that just like it's super irrelevant um yeah 
I don't yeah. know. I haven't, I haven't really identified any safeties that I'm like super excited about. Uh, but I also don't have like a later pick this year yet. So <laughs> I think the, you know. the interesting thing I think is going to be having to do a lot more looking into what teams run a high percentage of sub packages as opposed to base. Um, Cause I think if you run a lot of sub packages that raises like safeties up um, yeah. when they get yeah. moved down to those linebacker roles. Uh, like I know uh, Belichick's pretty famous for it just throughout his career, just doing what people don't do. And so like when all the defenses were getting smaller and stuff, he just made massive front sevens that were just big beefy boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like in recent years, he's started to flip it because everybody kind of started to follow that. So that's why you have like paying out way out the money for all the secondary we've been doing, but he's been running a lot of sub packages um, with three safeties, like drafting Duggar and then running three safeties a lot. Um so I think I think that'll be more interesting necessarily in the cornerback stuff. Unfortunately, I don't think it's really possible to make cornerbacks fantasy relevant just because the better you are, the less you're going to get thrown at. I had, <laughs> had an idea. Like, is a percentage a of plays ago, that you don't get thrown at, and so you get points. Wow. Well, well, <laughs> I had an idea a few years ago. It was like quarterbacks are like a defensive uh, in normal fantasy, like defensive special team, you know, you start out with like oh, with a certain number points, of points, and then the more passes uh, that people catch on you, uh, okay. the more yards you give up. Uh, yeah. Your points just kind of go down, and the then interceptions that... obviously bring it up, and tackles bring it up. But like, I think that I don't know. I think that just makes it flip then, because like you still have safeties that will have games that are bad. Um, but at that point, like I would take. I think that turns me from wanting a safety that could have a big game to like, I would rather have a cornerback that I know will get. Well, I think you, I think probably won't do. It'd be really swingy, I guess. You'd have to have a cornerback slot for that, for that to work. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I'm not interested. I don't really care how to make cornerbacks more valuable. If people want to put a cornerback in there for their defensive back position, you know, for a plug, you know, let it, let it happen, you know, um, yeah but for the most part you know Honestly, if you want to build like a consistent dominant secondary it needs to be safeties yeah i think i think the best chance to use cornerbacks is when you get the really good rookies because nfl teams aren't scared of them yet yeah yeah that's true it's true i think trayvon Diggs or somebody i think it was to was putting up some decent numbers at a certain point last year yeah or if you get those so. like if the like the right guy is like playing the slot and they're like a heavy blitzing corner, like Mike Hilton last year in Pittsburgh, he was blowing up because Pittsburgh he was getting like a sack like every other game as a slot corner. Um yeah. because they just put him in the backfield all game. So yeah, yeah I, was, I don't know how since he's gonna use him now, but guys like that have an impact in fantasy. Yeah, and you also sure. want the ones that uh just gamble all the time on going for picks, like uh oh, yeah. what's, What's his name? Um, Jamal. Oh, picks. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it's about sex. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> he played for the Chiefs. I went to the Rams, and I think he's on the Ravens now. Oh man. Uh, oh shit. Oh, What's his name? Um, you know who I'm talking Peters, about? Marcus Peters. Peters. The Marcus cornerback. Peters. Peters? Yeah. 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 Like you want those <laughs> cornerbacks because they'll get challenged because they're not a lockdown, but for whatever reason they'll like have like just a period of weeks where they'll go off and get a bunch of picks. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know be kind of crappy and get the tackles <laughs> yeah exactly like you don't yeah. want the guy that will prevent the catch from you don't happening. want to shut down like byron jones is he yeah. ever used him yeah or like darrell yeah. revis back in the day you want a guy yeah. who's 
bad enough that he'll allow the catch to happen, but can tackle <laughs> after the fact. I'm gonna get you right away. You're you're gonna catch a ball, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. I or, by um, the way, I have, a, I have a bone bone to pick with one of you guys about uh, one of my biggest needs being safety. I do. <laughs> I don't remember which one of you it was. Who was it? But I had Jesse Bates, and I have John Johnson the third. Are two super solid safeties. Oh, I love John. I Johnson. think Jim. I think Jesse I, Bates. I had top three back. safety last year. Um, uh, so I, it was me, but I will preface it by saying I did preface my thing by saying I did it off name recognition defensive backs, <laughs> and I'm pretty Jesse sure he's a big name. He's a he's a big name. He's a star. Uh, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> oh. I think free safety last year too. PFF is not like every day no, no, person. No. That no, doesn't I know. count. I know. I'm I'm just using it. Uh, I'm using it as an addition to you know no, finishing talker and, and like and I also being like I'm pretty sure specifically when we were talking about too. I was like Aaron's got John Johnson, but I don't know any of these other people. So <laughs> yeah, he needs was defensive back. That's true. Yeah, because I had John Johnson until we did the redraft. So I'm very yes. much aware of how good Johnson is. I'm super excited to see him on the Browns. My goodness. Yeah, I think that's one of the best defensive like uh, signings. I'm I feel pretty like that biased. It sounds like a crowded but... room. Like though, like I don't know. Like, I don't know. If, I think Ronnie Harris is just at this point. Man, and I... I think I, you don't sign John Johnson to not be every down. You know. Yeah. It could be a uh, sub package type thing. I was talking. That about. also becomes like could be. for IDP becomes like a death spot if a DB like a like one of the top safeties for some reason gets picked there day two or something. Well, like, they have Grant Delpit for free yeah, safety, and he's yeah. like he's like primarily a free safety. So, so like that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they have like they have investment in capital in their back end secondary, and like if one of these top end guys in this IDP class goes there, it pretty much just shoots his value down. Oh, for sure. But I, they have huge linebacker and second corner needs. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think that'll happen. But, yeah, it could really hurt a linebacker though that goes there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or hurt those safety values as well so. um so yeah uh, i think we got time for like kind of one more main segment um and so we wanted to continue with our guest our uh, to the moon thing which we were going to get a noise for maybe we still have to come up with some kind of sound for <laughs> to the moon it could just be like a, it could just be a rocket ship uh so we just have our guests do the rocket ship noise every time that's true <laughs> Aaron, you you're earn your keep. Aaron, you're going to school for this. Give us your rocket ship sound. <laughs> What's a rocket Hold ship on, sound me, like, Aaron? Let me just YouTube this real quick. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we, we won't put you on the spot. You're going to school for this. What's a rocket ship sound like? <laughs> the day one, day Uh-oh. one in class. <laughs> I haven't taken that class yet. Aaron's a year ahead of me. So. <laughs> Rocket ship noises 101. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying so, to get out of here. Get out of the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't remember, uh, I think it was what? We did Shane before we did the mock draft, right? Um, yeah. So to the moon was we picked a team and we tried to talk about just kind of some moves and stuff we think that would be most helpful to put them in the top. Uh, with Shane, we did Jamie. Um, and so for this week, um, we're going to actually roll with Eric, um, which I think is interesting because our most common theme with Eric in the short time of this podcast has been that his defense is probably top in the league, if not in contention for it. Um, and so I think the fun exercise for this is going to be how can you maximize the moves 
of moving those defensive players while giving him coverage and the holes he needs uh, to get where he needs to go to get to the top. So, yeah. So, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah. So, I think the, the number one thing that Eric needs to do is trade all of his fourth round picks one at a time for studs. I think he just <laughs> yeah. needs to not contact anybody in the league and he needs to just <laughs> slide into their trade DMs with fourth round picks for for absolute studs you know i think i think that's the right way to go about this yeah that seems fair that sounds <laughs> healthy move. yeah and it has it has nothing it has nothing to do with any strategies that eric has already tried to implement throughout the last couple of years <laughs> i haven't had a good uh, trade message from eric in a while man gotta, i was getting you, some you gotta, good ones i haven't got like random good ones but he gives me good ones in, in actual discussion like he like he's like a he's a good trade partner i mean i feel like i just trade with like the same people over and over again and eric's definitely one of those people and like back and forth i was getting messages lot. every couple of days when gordon was going through his saga with the mm-hmm. chargers and he's just like throwing throwing me just like absolutely nothing yeah yeah um so right now looking at his roster he i don't think he's like I don't know what he's doing with his lineup necessarily because he's got like Drew Brees still in there, but it doesn't really matter. Like who cares? Like some people, you know, I know some of us in the league put players who want to move in our lineups to make them look more valuable. Um, and some people try and actually put their best like lineup in for whatever like dopamine hit that is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure but, he's just uh, frozen it since the league. He's just ended. frozen it. Yeah, he's just yeah. frozen it. So he's got uh, Drew Brees still in there. And, uh, but really it's a Derek Carr. So there's two like big quarterbacks or Lamar Jackson and Derek Carr. Um, if he if he wants to be like competitive and go to the moon, he's definitely going to need to make a move for um, for a quarterback at some point. So really, the question becomes, you know, does he want to like make that move for like a Tom Brady, like we previously talked about, you know, because he was he was pretty competitive last year with a Drew Brees, you know, and those two guys. Um, so I think if he you know can replace that kind of third guy with somebody like solid like Tom Brady, I think that would be like kind of a cheaper move um, that he could go for. Um, what do you guys think about his quarterback position? Uh, yeah, actually, I think that is probably the best move for him right now. Um, I think so. I think Tom Brady is probably the best one to target for him. Um, and I feel like because 20, it, 22, he's got like the capital to make that work because he's got like multiple seconds and multiple thirds in 2022. Yeah. I would honestly maybe shoot, I'm trying to think. I mean, me, I'd probably start with just shooting out of the second to michael um yeah yeah be willing to give if, him I'm, getting, if I'm getting that and i'm michael and i'm getting the second offer for brady i'm smashing accept right away yeah well I, know, th- I think i think that's the thing right is especially if we michael does what we were talking about earlier and holds on to tom for a while um because that's the thing right it's and that's kind of gets into another kind of common thread we've had throughout this is how much do you have to be willing to give up to go for the championship kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. um in my head, in like the perfect league right now, if you're going for the win, you're trying to get Brady, um, and you yeah. don't, and you don't already have like the Thomas situation where you have Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes as your starting two. Yeah, um, like yeah. they brought all their position players back in Tampa. Brady mm-hmm. looked. Good. Oh no! I'm yeah. I'm well, not, finished so, as like a top ten quarterback. Right, and so I'm saying I'm saying that you have to negotiate. You're gonna have. I'm saying that Michael would have more callers. And so in my head, you have to start sure. with a second. Yeah. To yeah, be I an mean, enticing offer in that case. And it's a, it's a 2022. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like you could start with Aaron's. And I mean, again, like if he can even do his own and we're trying to like get him to 
to win the championship. So if you win the championship, that 2022 second is the last second round pick. It's not like it's Mm -hmm. up there early. Yeah. It definitely depends on timing. I mean, if he tries to jump in there when the heat of the moment where like everyone else or other people are trying to get in there or like there's an obvious injury he has to address or like something, then yeah. I mean, you have to start with that second, but like if it's dead, like it is now, like you throw out a third and see if you get something to bite. And then, if, like obviously you gotta be going in that knowing that you're probably not gonna get that. So if people in to mm-hmm. settle for a second, but shoot your shot. I mean, don't try and overpay yourself. I mean, that a second is yeah. absolutely worth it for Brady if it gets you the championship. Obviously, yeah. whatever gets you there. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of timing. Yeah, totally agree. And I think to maybe shore up that room a little bit more because he's got a. I feel like he's got a lot of dead weight on his bench. Honestly, that he could clear away pretty easily. Um, I feel like uh, Cam Newton for your fourth quarterback might not be a bad move either. If you could like mm-hmm. uh, send like a, because Kyle's definitely not, I don't think has any plans on uh, holding on to Cam Newton right now. I think it's a race to the bottom with Michael and Kyle for next year, which I mean, Seth did it basically perfectly with the whole tanking when he was like yeah, the one guy who was going <laughs> Look at that smile hard to the right bottom. When you heard perfectly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, I don't think we'll ever be able to have somebody tank as well as that thing. Cause now that he's kind of, you know, run a, you know, Khan Academy course on this or master <laughs> course on how to tank at this point. Like there's just too, like, like it, it's just, too, it looks too good. And I think that it's going to be a race and it's going to be a competition between at least two people from now on, but at least this next year it's going to be Kyle and Michael. And there's no reason that Kyle wouldn't want to get some picks and take some shots. Um, and know. that's really the way to go about it. So like, you know, Cam Newton, you know, he's probably not going to be a long-term viable option. But, like, even if, you know, Eric wanted to send, like, a fourth or a third to just get him for the beginning of the year and, like, see how things develop to be his third QB and, like, see what moves he needs to make or how competitive he is. Because really, that's just a backup quarterback third unless someone gets hurt. Um, so I think that could be a solid move, too. And those, those are two super cheap options, potentially, hypothetically here, um, to address the, the quarterback position to yeah. pair with uh lamar and Carr. yeah i mean I yeah he doesn't probably doesn't have to go too crazy expensive because then it's just like it's just a matter of finding the right team fit of like someone that's not really going to be competing that you may have to find out later in the season but like yeah if, like doing it now if you try and address it now you're addressing a team that you like i'm pretty sure they're not going anywhere and then it limits your search a little bit and then you have just pick between these guys or who you want to try and get um also so. I, I don't know if like kyle listens to this podcast and like if he does that's that's fantastic but <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and say that like uh, i do feel like cam newton like has a little bit of a second second wind here for fantasy with all the moves that the patriots made like i i don't think we should expect him to be as bad and i know like it's tough because we are having to make a lot of excuses for how he did last year. Cause I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of things happening with, he got COVID, you know, like miles Garrett did not look like the same person at all trying to play professional football right after getting COVID. And then like, he had like no off season with the Patriots and their team was terrible, was trash and they look so much better already. So like, I feel like that could, you know, be a, a nice gamble to try and acquire that from Kyle. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I have an idea. Uh, so my second two needs for Eric were both wide receiver and tight end, which actually, and like looking really quick, just Jamal Williams going, uh, the Lions helps him out so much since he yeah. also got Aaron Jones. <laughs> so now he has his running back room is pretty set now with Kamara. Oh, Jones and Williams. 
Yeah, and but, Swift. Yeah. <laughs> well, but Swift gets hurt, but... But not yeah. that much, because that's what the role here. He was already going to be a two-bat guy with high efficiency, which is what... I mean, that's what Aaron Jones and Kamara are. Right, so, like, exactly. kind of two-bat guys with super high efficiency. doesn't matter. And they're going to have long, healthy careers. So. Yeah. Um, so, I, if the mock draft falls as we had it, and Kyle Pitts is available at 10, what do you think about Eric trying to trade up to go for Pitts? What spot is he in right now? Um, he's in 3.01. Uh, so, it wouldn't really be trading up as much as it would just be like trading all of your picks for one spot. I, I guess for me, right? So it's it's partially because it's it's Shane, and so in my I guess head, he's trading up ten spots. He's trading up ten spots. Yeah, I I think I think it wouldn't be looking as trade up as much as giving up some of that future capital. Yeah. Um, because you're you're trading with Shane, who I think I think this whole draft for Shane is basically just premium on top of what his team is. So like, I think I think Shane wouldn't be as married to like making sure he had pick ten unless there was somebody he was absolutely in love with, For sure. which I'm not sure there would be and, necessarily. You know, you say that, I think last year was a very similar situation where we had acres and swift go, I think maybe like eight and nine, me, me and Eric. And then uh, I think Shane was like that, you know, he's a pick nine or pick 10 or something like that. And uh, he just traded back, you know, because yeah. he wasn't like married to anybody and kind of like he, I feel like he's very objective with the trade values and everything. So I definitely do think it's possible. Yeah, and like he's got pick Shane's got pick five, so he can get the guy that he really likes there if he wants him. And so yeah. I think I think Kyle Pitts could definitely be um the guy to like along with the quarterback move to really put Eric in I contention. Mean, if um, he so, made those three moves, those would be I think those would be three really, really good moves. I don't necessarily know if the rookie tight end though is gonna that's so that, that's I guess, the thing. So in this in this scenario, I I mean Judging off of momentum lately, Pitts making it to ten is almost seeming like a stretch. That's and if fair. he if he does make it to ten, it's likely because he didn't land in one of those like best case scenarios we've kind of started outlining before. Um, so then, really, how beneficial is it to go up there for the? I mean, Pitts is supposed to be this athletic phenomenon and do like break the barrier for rookie tight ends, but still like. If he's making the ten, how great is a scenario to trade up there to ten for him? Well, that's there fair. Is I one guess... scenario. There is one scenario. I've seen a lot of like Lions Reddit uh, thinking that Pitts might actually they might actually go for the both tight ends because they have like no receivers. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like I feel like that would kill his fantasy value, but he'd still really be able to produce um, even there, kind of like the Eagles. Yeah, I guess but... I was just trying to think that Pitts seems cheaper than a lot of the wide receiver options that would help him out in the same vein. Um, yeah. yeah. That's kind of why I was thinking about Pitts. Um, yeah. And I guess, I guess, so here's a question then. Uh, if say Pitts is gone, if Smith is there at 10. Uh, yeah. I think that would you still be, trade up. Too. Oh, absolutely. I think, okay. I think, uh, I think that's it really depends. Awesome. Like if, if Eric's yeah. making these moves for a quarterback, you know, Mm-hmm. and like trying to compete this year because i think that eric like he has a ton of capital he could add to that and like try and maybe like do like a rebuild depending on what he wants to do like he's he's put together some really competitive teams and you know part of fantasy is just luck and when yeah. it doesn't work out sometimes you know you even though you haven't won the championship you do have to go into the rebuild mode so it really just depends on what he wants to do but i think if he does make those quarterback moves like getting a guy like smith is a guy i think would produce right away honor. Like he could address like a, a couple things. I feel like in the 
I, re- I really think you should be talking to Michael. Um, I, <laughs> I like, I mean, like, honestly, like he can, like he can get one of the other needs I said for him that I don't think would hurt. I don't, I don't know what the package would look like, but I said like uh, more certainty for running back depth. And this was like, I forget how long ago we did this, but we didn't know what was happening with Jones. Um, Fournette was still a question mark. And I still don't know what to think with him in Tampa Bay coming into this year. You've read the Bruce Arians coach talk has already started with Keyshawn Vaughn. Like he says the same thing every year about one running back. Like this guy's going to be the breakout guy this year. And then who knows what happens. So they have like three mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. Um, Swift is obviously a stud and he's got Kamara. But like if he wants to truly use some of his capital and depth, like he could go for like a Brady Zeke package and just load his lineup with talent and points and really make a push for it. Um, I like I I I think I mean like, nuts to have those uh, ten. I, I think Zeke's gonna do way better next year. Uh, so that'd be pretty nuts to have Kamara Jones and yeah Zeke on the same team. I don't I don't like I again I don't know what the package looks like and like how he can use some of like I mean he's got a ton of capital. It'd have to be. It's, it's, I feel like that's the perfect – like, Michael is going to be the perfect partner for him, like, the marriage just, like, needs for him with. Because... He, does have a, he does have a ton of capital, but he doesn't have a ton of premium capital. So, it right. really depends on, like, Michael. Like, is Michael okay, you know, getting a few seconds? He could, you know, like – He could throw in some seconds. He has, like, a guy like Chenault that's still going to be appealing with – paired with Lawrence. Um, maybe yes. he could, like, look at some defensive depth, like, it depends on what – uh, his perspective is on that. Like, I I think there is moves he could do to make it happen. It just you have to put in a little but effort for it. I would love, love for those moves to happen too, because uh, you know, so it, like with Michael and Kyle, like I really want to see those teams, you know, you know, really go hard into the into the rebuild and trade away their their players, because I mm-hmm. think that's the best path forward for those teams. I think it would help everybody. Uh, so yeah, I would love I would love to see something like that. Happen. I think that'd be a good idea. Um, yeah. Plus, it would alleviate. Uh, the need for those wide receivers, tight ends, or whatever. He probably still needs a tight end, but it would uh, it would alleviate the need to put those guys in the flex spot if you're filling up your flex spot with like an Ezekiel Elliott, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eric does have Mark Andrews, so it's not like he's yeah he's right doesn't have one tight end. It's just he does, he does have a tight end, right? Yeah. Um, I just think when we were doing the team needs, I was just looking at his team like Mark Andrews is good, but like it wouldn't hurt to have something behind him. I mean, Pittsburgh take him to the moon. <laughs> yeah, that and that's what this segment is. So. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I was thinking of the Pitts thing, and um, yeah, I think I think the quarterback addressing would probably be the best thing to do for him. The interesting yeah. thing I is, think- uh, he has five of the top twenty-five defensive linemen from last year. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm just kind of like I. I the wish. issue is that it's, it's hard to know who to put in when they're not consistent. And when you have like yeah. guys like, and like it can look really good to have the five top guys. But I had like a few really good defensive linemen, never knew who to play. I was always. Yeah. And that's what Bosa playing like a very banged up season too. him finishing that like his well, best defensive lineman finished at number 23. That's what I was going to say. Like, as far as consistency, I think he honestly has some of the more consistent guys between gotcha. Khalil Mack uh, Bosa, if he's healthy, uh, yes. Olivier Vernon yeah. is like a solid number three, and I think has been for quite a while. Yeah, uh, and so 
I'd be interested. And Quinian Williams is also, I mean, he's a steady presence there on the line for the Jets. Um, almost seems like linebacker is a decent need, though, actually, for him. Well, yeah, he still has, like, Chandler Jones, who's – Yeah, uh, and he's going to uh, benefit with J.J. Watt playing opposite. Um, but, like, I mean, I, I feel like that's – I mean, we touched upon this before. Like, linebacker positions pretty much getting treated like wide receiver or something here. Like, it's like – I think we started seeing a ton more value in the linebacker position last year, especially, yeah. like, you saw a team like Shane um, – who had like three or four like very solid guys like carry his team when other positions were lacking. So if you get a high upside guy there, it's a lot of value. Yeah. I think it can almost be like the, yeah. Linebacker is like a super strong need or to to be really competitive because it adds so much value. Like having Darius Leonard and, you know, Fred Warner and uh, white, uh, all in the same linebacker core provides so much consistency and upside. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Eric, just do these moves and uh, you'll win. Yeah. Trade with Michael, basically, and you'll win the league next year. Yeah. That's kind of what up. we've been saying. I, I was going to say that, like, uh, even if he can't, like, land Chase, um, it looks like with the rookie mock draft, you had, like, Rashad Bateman going to Michael at 2.4. I actually uh, really like Rashad Bateman. Yeah. And uh, I think that could be a good move if he can't like move up, you know, to get smashed. That's true. Like, I think he could be a really solid guy. Whoever he he just needs to go, he just needs to try and move up. If he he sees a guy that he really likes who's kind of slipping, make a move for it. I think he's like come out in the group meeting and said, like, is like how much he loves pits too. So, like, who knows if he may even try. Mm. I don't know if he should be trying to trade up, but. I don't know. It's just it's just the whole trading up concept is difficult when you don't have a a first or a high second, you know, to begin with. Yeah, um, it's hard. I think, I think, and Jordan did it pretty interestingly last year, where it was just every every uh, <laughs> he loaded up on picks, just trading back like two or three spots. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the draft. It was like a really fun draft last year with all the moves during the draft. That was a really fun one. My, the mm. phones were my phone did not stop blowing up. Yeah, it was just blowing up the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it, that it was, was so much fun. That was a lot of. I remember just going for a walk for like t- like fifteen twenty minutes, and I had my phone in my pocket. Came back, I had like twenty messages. I think there's another I mean, one of those drafts where it could totally end up that way. Like once you get past the quarterbacks, um, it, it's and deep like from, kind head of, to, from head to toe. Yeah, yeah like especially mm. like, and then you get past the tier ones at each of the, like the offensive positions it's going to become so much about just who do you like. Yeah. Um, and so it's just gonna be tons of guys just like, I don't know if somebody will take him before I get him, but I know I want him. So I will talk to somebody <laughs> yeah. to try to get that particular guy. Like, I, I don't think yeah. there will necessarily be a ton of movement in the first round, but two through four. There was so much days. movement in, in rounds two and three yeah. last year. Yeah. So and I mean, because Jordan has so many third rounds, like he's, there's no way he's holding on to him. I don't think so. I would. That's I, my take. I'm not ruling that out. I would not be surprised in the slightest bit if he holds every single one of them because i think this is just what his plan's been well yeah but see, i'm also i'm trying to do this whole like uh mental thing where if i tell jordan that he's going to trade these third round picks he's not gonna so that makes it i feel like i feel like that's if you yeah it's just like we were talking about it last week about potential jamie aaron trades 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's when, what our segment was. When, when oh, Jamie that's was, right. We yeah. need a whole episode when, on that. When when uh, when Jamie says he's Jamie has diamond hands. He is not gonna. <laughs> he is not gonna trade with me if he says it's not gonna. Trade. <laughs> There's nothing in the world. And uh, I think Jordan has a little bit of that stubbornness too, where he might like really, you know, you know. And I don't think it's a bad strategy to hold on to those picks necessarily, because oh yeah, as we've been talking about, I mean, like it's gotten so deep in the third round like mm-hmm. so deep um it's always nice to have the premium picks but that's not where you get value that's not where you like uh get the most bang for your buck like get hitting on like a third round pick especially now that we moved to Superflex, is like a higher possibility higher percent chance and yeah. if you can hit on those picks like you don't have to trade all of those picks for the one pick that you might miss on it's never uh, harder to trade for a third round pick than it isn't during the draft like during this yep. and like a third round pick seems like nothing Yep. And then during the draft, if you try and move up, everyone's yep. like, nope, I'm getting the next stud right here. Yes, yeah. like I see this guy. Like this guy should have gone at the top of the second. Yeah. 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 First yeah. round is when you draft the studs. Third round is when you draft who you love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot harder to move them then. <laughs> and that's why and that's why my heart still still bleeds for Curtis Samuel. And that third, <laughs> my third round pick during the Kamara Hunt draft. And uh yeah, man. I'm yeah. I'm I'm really like just to touch on Washington. I'm really excited to watch them play. Like I'm I'm, I'm fascinated with like it's be. I love this. I love Samuel. The thought of Samuel McLaurin, Thomas Gibson out of the backfield, and just Gunslinger Fitzpatrick just laying yeah. wherever the hell. So he I, I mean, isn't Heineke or whatever his name is? I don't even know what his yeah, name yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Heineke, isn't he kind of like the same thing as Fitzpatrick? He's just like slinging it around. I think like, he's similar. Washington yeah. is so fat. Like I would, I, I really. Now with Riverboat Ron to run it all, like it's just yeah. If they, if they I like, just get off I like their skill positions. I like how similar those three guys are. They're top. They're running back and uh, McLaren and Samuel. And they they could um, add a day. I don't even know what they're going to do in the draft. They could they could very well just take another playmaker in the first round if they really want to, or like the second round. Yeah, yeah, they could absolutely. Look at quarterback. I just like, at some point, but they have. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. Like Kyle Trask. <laughs> or are they, I mean, are they just some, are they just hoping that someone's like, going to take him? In what the if they get Trask round? and Tony? Oh my right. gosh, they have like three of the same receiver, and then Trask there, and then oh my gosh. I, I kind of feel like they're just hoping that like Fitzpatrick leads them down the glorious like flaming pile of shit. I, I think, hope, and I that hope. they draft twenty twenty two high. I mean, Snyder just bought the whole franchise now, so mm-hmm. he's like owns like the every basically every share of the Redskins. He's like, I'm gonna do it my way. No one's gonna well, like, so complain I, about. I have heard that that also makes it easier for him to sell because they don't need to have oh. like a committee well, to agree good. on it. Hopefully, well, sells, I don't think I don't guy. think necessarily sell. I could totally see him trying to be like Jerry Jones of the Red of the Washington oh, football yeah. team. Sorry, which might he, become well, the permanent name. Which, well, that's the thing, point. though. Sorry, go ahead. Go that's, ahead. I was just gonna say that's the thing. He's he's not Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones is just absolutely in love with his team, and I feel like Snyder just like has so much spite for everybody. <laughs> but like, like <laughs> he just get full ownership because other minority stake owners just backed out. He's like, we don't want part of this anymore. Is that what happened? I, th- I think that's, that's what I, I mean. They, they have to I be heard. selling. They have to yeah. be selling. Yeah, I just you know, you can't just buy if they're so. No, I don't know. Gotcha. But Everything yeah, else about Washington team. is fascinating, though. I, those quarterbacks like you know Locke, 
Hurts and this year it's Trask, those like, you know, guys that are projected to be in like the second or third round always, always seem to, you know, like a quarterback needs team grabs, grabs one of those guys every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I could easily see Washington grabbing one of the, like Trask, like him being like a kind of a priority target. If they get like Kellen round. Mond or something, that guy's good. Yeah, or Kellen Mond, you know, like you got like Chris Sims over here saying he's better than just the field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, so, I, I freaking was it the 29th uh, that needs to come sooner yeah and, and you know the the washington football team could be you know they've built such a good like uh, defensive line uh, but they could be you know they, they've been they haven't like really busted on those picks those like first round picks because they've been investing in like defensive players that have turned out for them hmm. so like i could see them just like waiting for a free agency or like hey if we hit like a later quarterback good for us but they're just like not willing to like trade up in the draft and target like a like yeah. a top quarterback prospect. So yeah, I could see that. Um, well, thanks for coming on, Aaron. Yeah, man. I know thanks we had to, we had blast. to really so really more. beg you to get you on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys. When are you guys? Uh, when are you guys paying me? With the <laughs> so easy, give us appearance. that rocket ship noise. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I I was kind of doing one earlier, but I think you guys were talking over it, so you guys Oh damn, we'll cut it out. But yeah, we'll um, have to do this again. I mean, we're gonna have plenty more content to get through until the regular season comes. Yep. Yeah. This was nice. You know, really uh, satiated my uh, need to talk to somebody about all of this uh, <laughs> stuff that I consume, all of this <laughs> NFL media that I consume every day. Listen to all these podcasts, like, but yeah. very satisfying. Yeah. Oh man, I love I love our dynasty league. Gosh. Even though I know you guys cheat on cheat on me with this other dynasty league, but (laughs) yeah, you know. That's all right. I've got too much love to give. I can't contain it. So (laughs) where am I gonna go? I'm just in this abusive (laughs) dynasty relationship. (laughs) (laughs) On that extremely happy note. Uh (laughs) um yeah. This has been episode six. Uh, Max, want to do our official goodbye? <laughs> that is football. That is football. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I want a t-shirt.